Hey guys, do you like sports? Do you like podcasts? Of course you do. You listen to the Sports Dance Podcast. So go rate us on iTunes. Uh, leave us a good rating and review. Like us on Facebook. Share us on Twitter. Uh, this really helps the show, guys. If you want other people to uh, hear our hot sports takes as well, then you can do these things and really help us out. So again, Sports Dance on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. Enjoy the show. The Sports Stance. Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Stance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me, as always, his room just got flooded in the Olympic Village, ladies and gentlemen. It's Greg Cowan. What's happening? Oh man, it's so wet and gross. There's sewage everywhere. It's disgusting. I know. You've been using my shower for the last week. It's been, uh, what's going on? (laughs) Uh, I'd rather do the flight back and forth to Rio then I actually have to spend a few weeks there because it's just horrible. I don't even fit in the bed, James. I know. I'm not even that tall. I know. Yeah, you're not a tall dude. I'm like a normal average six foot. You use quite a few conditioners. You use multiple conditioners. You got to. You got to keep the flow going nicely. Yeah, you know, that mane is really healthy. Get, you know, if I'm going to ever achieve the Jordan Rogers look, I'm going to have to Ooh. keep my hair fresh. So, yeah, I was about to ask. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We, um, we actually don't have a lot to talk about. No. This is still dog days of summer. We're, we're trying to manufacture some topics here. But thanks to a few people in the sports industry, they've given us things to talk about. <laughs> um, we're going to touch on a little NBA. We're going to touch on a little NFL, a little MOB, a uh, little Olympics. We got an awesome SBC today. Again, we're keeping it pop culture. But before we talk about any of that, Greg, before we even touch upon it, how are you? What's happening in Greg World? Uh, not much happening in Greg World. Uh, taking a trip down to New Jersey this weekend. I got to drive my wife down. My mom's getting married in a few weeks. So hey, congratulations. Girls weekend. There and we now go. I'm just going to be playing golf with uh, my sister-in-law's husband. Band or DJ? <laughs> DJ, actually. Okay. Guy actually works for... An X- actual DJ? Yeah, he works for a, XM Radio, like too. He's connected. on XM Radio, so, you know, I'm expecting decent things. Okay. He cool. works for the 60s like station, so I'm still a little unsure. I yeah. don't know if it's gonna be '60s the whole time. I don't mind '60s, man. I don't, but I, you gotta keep, you gotta throw some fresh new stuff in. You know what I went to the, uh, and I'm, I'm gonna say the other day, but it really was like five months ago. Yeah, that's um, the other day. There's a little, uh, there's a little bar kind of club area over in Cambridge. Um, I don't want to give away where we're at, but we're in the Boston area. <laughs> And uh, they did this cold 1960s, they call it Sololuya, they did this whole 1960s dance night with all just like vinyl LPs and they played like a really cool Oh, you must have been mix. in heaven. Oh, dude, I was having a blast. Was, you didn't uh, want to leave. I was doing, I was doing, uh, I was doing some pretty solid yeah, dance moves. That's a night you never want to end, I can imagine. So I can see 60s happen. I'm excited. I could. Excited. I don't, I don't mind it. I'm excited to get my invitation in the mail. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if my mom knows you that well. Okay. Uh, it's a lot of her friends, friends from elementary school that I've never met in my life. She, your mom still knows people from elementary school? She says. Uh, I gotta believe that she does. I've seen class picture like reunions Jeez. within the past year. So apparently like people from 1970s, uh, you know, keep close. I guess, man. Cool. Well, I like it. And you watched the uh, Bachelorette season finale? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> you me neither. Did. I was asking for a friend. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Friend that just happened to, you know, send me some pictures from your account. <laughs> Jordan Rogers, man. I <laughs> uh, love it. Ah, cool. Uh, I just nice. love the drama surrounding all that. But before we get to that yeah. and family drama, what's going on in your life, James? Yeah, not much. I mean, we have abilities to get stuff out of you if we have to. No, we're good. Just uh, give us a tidbit. 
Okay, so have you have you watched this thing Stranger Things on Netflix? No, I've heard mixed reviews. I've you mixed. either apparently love it, hate it, or you love it and hate Winona Ryder. Gotcha. That's like the three things coming out of it. I'm uh I'm firmly in the love camp. And I even enjoy me a little Winona in this. She's acting very crazy. That's part of the character, though. Going 2001, Winona. Exactly. When she was um, shoplifting. I'm all about Stranger Things, man. Uh, and they kind of equate to the start bench. Uh, that show kind of equates to the start bench cut that I want to bring up a little bit later on because it kind of reminds me of like an 80s summer movie kind of thing. It's got that vibe to it. Oh, I really okay. like it very much. Um, that's what's going on in my life, man. No, it's always, it's always TV. <laughs> I feel like we have to like start doing a second podcast of just what's James watching. <laughs> that would be amazing for me. It would. It'd They're, be like just twenty minutes of. So this week I watched uh, this show. It was pretty good. Uh, love me some so and so. Just showing you how the sausage is made. Hey, just another <laughs> another another peek behind the curtain yeah. and to show how the sausage is made real quick. Um, and this is also a little tidbit about my personal life. I had an eye exam, maybe like an hour ago. And they dilated my eyes. Yeah, you. I, I thought you were just, you know, on something. Yeah, I'm like cross-eyed big time right now. So whenever I make a mistake, it's pretty squarely the dilation's fault. Well, what's good mine. is it's a podcast, so all you have to do is worry about voicing things, and nobody has to see you. I know, but and I'm, you don't have to see them. Or I'm gonna anything. try to read some stats too, and this is this is not gonna go very well. So hey, we could call, have a segment called Blind Stats with James. Blind Stats with James. I have a built-in excuse, which I love. I think I should do this more often. Just constantly. Just Built-in excuses. Built-in excuses, man. Get one up right up top at the beginning of the show. Just, hey, I'm hungover today. Uh, don't know how I'm going to make it through the show. Uh, might run into the bathroom a few times. <laughs> that's not a built-in excuse. That's weakness. Um, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into it. So for all you people out there, all the Sports Dance listeners who thought, hey, man, it's the middle of August. There's no possible way that James and Greg can talk about NBA. No, you're wrong. We're talking NBA, baby. First thing. And guess what? You have Russell Westbrook to thank for that. Yes, Russell Westbrook is the proud new owner of a three-year, $85.7 million deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, with an opt-out clause after the 2017-2018 season. Um, Westbrook will be staying in OKC. He did what Kevin Durant wouldn't do and sign an extension. What are your thoughts, Greg? What do you think about uh, uh, about Westbrook sticking around in uh, OKC? It, I see him in a whole new light right now. Really? I mean... This changes your perspective. It does. It seemed like for a while it was just going to be, hey, Westbrook's going to get traded. A lot of people thought he was actually going to get traded shortly after Durant left because they just figured there's no way. There's no way he's going to want to stay. Can't happen. Won't happen. It happened. Yeah. And I mean, it's just it's good for him, for one. It actually makes him seem like a good guy now. I mean, he gets that reputation of kind of like an angry fashionista basketball player. Yeah. Uh, and this kind of solidifies him as maybe the, I mean, he's the franchise guy now. It's him. People expect an MVP performance out of him this season. And I think he's going to give it to him. It's plain and simple. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not totally sure what to think about this right now. So first and foremost, I was hoping that Russell Westbrook was going to get traded to the Boston Celtics. Uh, yeah, I'm shocked. Um, and anyone who listens to this podcast will probably come as a complete shock to them that I was really hoping for them to kind of join forces with Al Horford and create like a, a behemoth in the East. Um, on one hand, I really I, I appreciate Westbrook you know, sticking around for the OKC fans. It's a good fan base. It's a loyal fan base. They really love their, uh, their players there. They got nothing else to cheer for. Nothing else to cheer for. On the other hand, I, I just don't know. Is this so? Is this the best situation for Russell Westbrook to win? I think there's three main categories that you can break this up into, okay? 
is this the best situation for Russell Westbrook to win an NBA championship is the first category. No. The second category is, is this the best situation for Russell Westbrook's personal ego? Yes. And then is this the best situation for Russell Westbrook's financial situation? Yes. Yes. So the last two question, the last two categories are pretty definitively yes, right? Yeah. Westbrook is going to be the only guy in Oklahoma City. Let, not just yeah. the guy, the only guy in there's Oklahoma like, City. There's Westbrook's tier, and then you have to go down to like two to get to Aladipo and maybe Adams. Yeah, so like they're starting their their roster right now consists of Westbrook, Stephen Adams, Anus Cantor, Victor Oladipo, Andre Roberson, Cameron Payne, and like that's sort of it. Ursan um, Ilyasova. I mean, that starting five though isn't bad. It's not bad. They're going to be a top. Four or five team in the West. I don't think they are. I think that they're gonna. I mean, who do you think's ahead of them right now? I mean, Golden State. Golden State, obviously. San Antonio. San Antonio. The Clippers are ahead of them right yeah. now. And then I would say probably. Um, I would say that Houston's ahead of them. Yeah, but Houston. Houston did so bad last year. I gotta see something first. I would say that Houston and Portland would be ahead of both these guys. I'll give you Portland. Yeah, I mean, I don't that's, know. We'll that's have... four though. I don't know. They could, I, e- they could easily be the five seed in the West. Well, okay. So, regardless, they're not sniffing the NBA championship. For no, a while. they could make it out of the first round, but that's probably about it. Um, so I don't know. I have, I have mixed feelings on this. I understand why he did it. Um, if anybody listens to Bill Simmons' podcast, he went over pretty extensively uh, the the best financial situation for Westbrook, and that's to opt out after these two years. Yeah, I mean, I expect him to or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's going to probably do that. But it, it, it's interesting stuff, man. Uh, All it West- did was make him look better, though, in people's eyes. The other thing that uh, – and you, may, you brought up a pretty good point about how he's kind of like a frustrating dude. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he is, he's coddled pretty, pretty significantly by the, the Oklahoma City Thunder protecting him from the media around there. And uh, I think that uh, you know if he had gone to a big market like Boston – L.A. L.A., wherever else he's trying to go. I mean, they're going to pick him apart. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? I don't know if he can handle it. Uh, I, I don't know if... It, that, he can handle it. He yeah. would just be the guy... He would be like a... He'd be a Charles he'd, Barkley. He'd snap, man. He'd That's snap he at some point. He's a Charles Barkley. Plain and simple. Personality-wise, he's that angry guy that when he gets on the mic, he's going to say something that's going to maybe bother you a little bit, but he never gets to the big markets, so it's never that big of an issue. Yeah. Like, Barkley was in Houston. He was in Phoenix. He was in Philly as a young, like, for the beginning of his career. But he never got to those big markets where the media could really just kind of pound on him and, you know, really dig into him a lot more. Whereas, you know, OKC, why are they going to harp on their only star person in the state? That's true. Um, I'm looking at the Western Conference right now. Uh Golden State and San Antonio, definitely. I think the L.A. Clippers are going to be better than the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think that Portland would probably be better than the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, The rest of them are going to be Dallas, Houston, and Memphis. I don't know. Yeah, none of them are going to be better. That's why I think five. And then the wild cards, though. Wild cards right here. Jazz. And then I don't think they're going to be better than Oklahoma City, but I think they're going to make a little bit of noise this year. And everyone, you're going to get these think pieces uh, come September. Uh, is going to be Minnesota. Uh, yeah, I Minnesota. think that Minnesota is going to have an interesting team this year. I actually think they could be a seven seed, seven eight seed. They I, think gonna, I think they can make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I, I'm a big Carl Anthony Towns believer, man. Like yeah. I think that that guy is going to be the guy. Oh yeah, I saw a thing yesterday on uh, Twitter that's like if you could top five picks right now, age you know mattering, like who would you go with? 
And number one pick this guy had was Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Second was KD, but like it just kind of shows you the jump that he made right out of college into top guys. I mean, I would take him over Anthony Davis at I this agree. point. Um, have you ever have you ever heard of the um, the app called Twitch or the website called Twitch? Yeah, it's the you watch like people play video games. Yeah, you know what Carl Anthony Towns does in this? Have you heard this? No. Carl Anthony Towns twitches himself he has his own page his own page and he only does online games of monopoly (laughs) that's fantastic he just watches it's as people watch him play online monopoly constantly and that put me firmly i'm a big monopoly guy really yeah i'm a big you would have the patience for monopoly oh no no no! i'm a big monopoly guy um and uh, that that put me firmly in the carl anthony town uh like risk takes a while i love playing risk but monopoly just gets so Monopoly gets to a point where I'm just like, fuck this. My girlfriend and I play Monopoly like a ton. Like that's actually one of our like New Year's Eve things or New Year's Day things. We'll just play Monopoly and hang out. All right, out. strip Monopoly doesn't count. There's no way to play strip Monopoly. Monopoly is the most unerotic game in the entire world. Uh, you <laughs> land on somebody's property. If you don't have the money, maybe you take off a shirt. Greg, if you play Monopoly in the last five years, yeah, no, I actually haven't. It's the most unerotic game in the entire world. The last time I think I actually played Monopoly was when I was nine in New Jersey, and the power went out during a snowstorm, and we had nothing else to do but have like a lantern light up the board in my basement. Yeah, with my parents, and it was like three in the morning. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it wasn't because we played for like six hours. And it got to the point where we all wanted to murder each other. Exactly. And the power still had to come back on. Hey, nothing says... <laughs> Wholesome family fun. <laughs> or not, Also, nothing says intimate time with your girlfriend better than, hey, you need a mortgage park place. Okay. You need some cash You owe me a grand. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to fix that? The trick with Monopoly, Greg, and I'm going to tell you this and all the listeners, the trick with Monopoly is you want the orange and the red properties. The orange and the red properties. Most people think that you want Park Place and the green ones, the blue and the green ones. Yeah, people no. think you want Boardwalk. Broad, you don't want Boardwalk and you don't want Park Place. Too expensive and way, there's no, they, there's very un, uh, low likelihood that they'll land on it. The yellow ones are directly after the go to jail thing, right in the top corner. And the orange, uh, excuse me, the orange aren't bad. Um, orange and red is what you want. Um, but like the purple ones, and the, uh, all that other stuff on the other board, that's not enough to bankrupt somebody. You want the orange and the red properties. Those right. are the ones. Those are the key pieces. So if you play a Monopoly, aim for those. Monopoly is basically just the housing market, and it's just waiting to pop on somebody. Exactly. And that's your inefficiency, Greg. Orange and the red properties are your inefficiency. Cool. Um, that was good NBA talk. I think that we kept that down to, like, what? Uh, it was like 10 minutes. 10 that's minutes. pretty good. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Not bad. We always Not say bad. we want to do 10 minutes of NBA. <laughs> but that never happens. <laughs> but we, when you only have one major story, we make later. it work. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Um, now we can next? dive into deep MLB talk because, you know, MLB so talk. much going on. I think there is some stuff going on no, here. No, there is. And we want to go, we wanna, I think we want to park it over in Los Angeles for a second because there's a lot happening in yeah. Dodgerland. A lot of happening in Dodgerland. Kershaw just went on the 60-day DL. So Clayton Kershaw... Was the front runner, and it wasn't even particularly close for the Cy Young. No, he started out. pulling away, but uh, I don't think you can give him the Cy Young with that. No, you little, can't. Now. You know, he won't get it now. You gotta have a guy like it'll be uh, Arietta or Bumgarner or one of those guys. Except Bumgarner yesterday got knocked around. Right. So um, maybe Cueto, like you said. Yeah, I mean, you could probably you could you could make a case for Cueto. I think you got to give it to a Giants 
you got to consider the Giants right now just because yeah. of what they're doing, and it's mostly because of their pitching. Uh, the only other uh, surprise person could be uh, Steven Strasburg. He's had a really good season. He's having good a really season. good season. I know. It's so funny so because he, he was, could make a case. He was such a, uh, I, mean, I mean, he was such a touted prospect for so long that. Well, then he came, he was what everybody thought he was going to be, but then he got hurt. Yeah. And that's kind of set him back in expectations. People expect him to be a t- like a number three pitcher at this yeah. point, and he's especially if the still Nationals got stuff. Especially if the Nationals win that division, and if they're going to win that division, okay, well, okay, especially the, Mets are the chance, and especially they're when it. the Nationals win that division. Yeah, there you go. And with Bryce Harper not exactly playing up to his MVP caliper thing that he did nah, last he's year, been in a slump. Um, I think that you have to at least kind of consider Strasburg. Um, but we're talking about Dodgers right now. Clayton Kershaw is out for the year. And then I think more importantly, Yasiel... Well, we think he's out for the year. Think he's out for the year. 60-day DL. 60-day DL. I mean, he could come back late September, maybe playoffs if they make it. Still, though. Uh, most likely the one chance, though. I, I can't see that happening. And then they demoted Yasiel Puig to AAA. And from most reports coming out of this area... Uh, it, it looks like the Dodgers are all but done with Puig. Yeah, they wanted to move him at the trade deadline. They got no takers. They basically told him, hey, we're trying to move you. If we can't, we're demoting you. Right. And it's one of those weird things. I don't know. For one thing, I feel like the Dodgers have more outfielders than any other team in like history. I feel like every year it's like, oh, hey, well, they have uh, you know Puig, Crawford, uh, they got Turner, uh, the guy with the P. I can't think of his name. Uh, I'm not sure. They also just got Josh Reddick. Yeah, they got Josh Reddick. They have uh, Thompson, I think, is Clay Thompson's brother is an outfielder. <laughs> uh, they got um, so many guys like out there. I can't even keep track of all of them. But I feel like there's always like seven or eight guys fighting for outfield spots, and they all could potentially be starters on other teams. But uh, Puig, uh, you know, had issues. He's had issues for a while since he's been in the league. Yeah, there, there seems to be some sort of off-the-field off the issues. That, it's his maturity, basically, from what it sounds like. Yeah, they're yet to be kind of defined, though. And I don't exactly – I haven't read a story that's kind of detailed exactly what the off-the – But I haven't read anything are. that paints him in a positive light. That's true. Um, Most things are like he's immature. He doesn't try to learn. He doesn't take the time to adjust – like basically, since he started out hot when he came in, he hasn't adjusted his swing at all, even though pitchers have adjusted to him. Yeah. So his batting average is much lower than it was. He's constantly getting hurt. Uh, he like criticizes teammates. Teammates criticize him because he makes dumb base running mistakes constantly. He kind of he's kind of like a Manny Ramirez without the talent of Manny Ramirez. Yeah, but at the same time, like he just makes the dumb plays and does dumb things. But I don't know, man. I'm 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 hard pressed to give up on Yasiel Puig right now. Uh, no, he's still young. He's 25. He's 25 years old. I mean, people forget how good he was in 2013 and 2014. Oh, he's phenomenal. Um, I mean, he and so in 2013 at tw- at age 22, the guy hit 319 with a 391 OBP, a 159 OPS. Oh no, excuse me, a, a 990 uh, a 925 OPS. Those damn I mean, eyes. The guys, the damn eyes, man. Then I knew it was coming into it's play. Come at I'm some staring point. at baseball reference right now, and I knew that this dilation was gonna come into play. Um, but he had over a 500 slugging percentage. I mean, he was the man, and the next season he followed it up by hitting close to about just about 300 um, with like, you know, you know, your 70 ribbies and a bunch of home runs. Yeah, and, he was good for the I mean, first two the years. So I don't know. I think that this is um, you know, he got hurt last year. 
this year, you know, he's kind of fallen off a little bit as well. But I'm really hard pressed to uh, to give up on this guy the way that the Dodgers have. You don't come around these kinds of talented prospects like this and but give up. But the Dodgers up. seem to. But I don't know, man. Like for outfielders at least. I'm think a, of all the guys they've had. I'm a Bruins fan, okay. And this reminds me of one person and one person only. Is it Tyler Sagan? It's Tyler Sagan. I don't know. I, yeah, I never know how to say his last yeah, name. Yeah, Tyler Sagan we, we, was like this fantastic prospect, but because the guy liked to party and do things off, off the ice, it ended up, you know, we sent him on to Dallas. And look what happens. He's an amazing, amazing goal scorer Yeah, for I mean, Dallas. he was amazing in Boston, too. And he's in the playoffs um, with Dallas. Meanwhile, Boston's like kind of... Like imploding right now. Yeah, so, Boston. That's a whole other topic for the winter. I just can't see a situation where the Dodgers would. I can't see a situation where I would give up on this guy. Look at us talking hockey in August. Talking hockey in August. We just <laughs> talked baseball and or no, basketball and hockey in August. We're uh, we're on a roll today, we're on Greg. Fire. But yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, somebody's gonna. He's gonna either you know he's gonna get traded either or designated free agency or whatever they release at the end of August where teams can kind of. Basically do the trade deadline stuff all over again, just in a different way. Somebody is going to take a chance on him. The Dodgers will get rid of him. Or mentally, somebody will get to him like and fix him. But I don't know who. I don't know when. Who knows if he'll ever be the same guy that he was a few years ago. If he can stay healthy, he can start working that way again. But yeah. I mean, he hasn't been able to stay on the field also. Yeah. That's the other key. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Um, anything else in baseball we want to cover before we move on? Uh, I mean, besides the Dodgers, the Yankees are doing something that I never thought I'd see. They're trying to build their farm system and <laughs> not go after huge money veterans. At the trade deadline, they made like four different deals, got rid of Chapman, got rid of Andrew Miller, got big prospects in return, basically said, hey, if you want somebody on our team that isn't like uh, Batanson and maybe like uh, Tanaka – We'll listen. They got rid of Beltran. Uh, I think there was somebody else they got rid of, but they got a lot of prospects in return. Their farm system went from like mediocre to now considered by Keith Law and others as one of the top farm systems because of all the prospects they got. I never thought I'd see a Steinbrenner-owned Yankee team become sellers and try to build for the future like they're doing now. It's just like it's just like feels dirty and feels weird. Yeah, I mean, it probably has something to do with the bloated corpses of Alex Rodriguez and Mark Teixeira that are just, like, taking up space on their bench. Well, I but mean, A-Rod might get released, they're saying. I wouldn't be surprised, man. I mean, like, what are you going to do with the guy? I don't know, but, the, I mean, the saddest thing is that he was when he was asked about it, he's like, I got two daughters waiting for me in Miami. I'm like, could you really see Alex Rodriguez ending his career four home runs shy of being the fourth guy ever to hit 700 home runs? Like, that would be weird. I don't know. I think that they, uh... I think that all that means is that he's had some under-the-table conversations with Jeffrey Loria, and he's going down to Miami. <laughs> yeah, but he'd have to play for the Marlins if he went to Miami. Whatever. And he'd have to play the field. Yeah. Yeah, something that, that, or be a pinch hitter and try to get four home runs as a pinch hitter. Not that easy. Yeah, I don't know. I can still see it happening. I mean, um, it would be kind of sad to see one of the best careers basically ever in Major League Baseball and on being released and so close to a major milestone 
Like it would just be an odd ending. I guess, but again, this comes back to my uh, my grievance with Major League Baseball's just massive obsession with milestones. Yeah, no, but I mean, think about think about all the major athletes that left this past year of different sports. Kobe got a great ending, even though he didn't make the playoffs with his sixty point game. Peyton got the Super Bowl. Even um, now I can't think of her name, the so- female soccer player. Abby Wambach. Abby Wambach got the World Cup before she decided to retire. Like yeah, they all but got be these. Those are those are exceptions to the rule, though. Yeah, but don't you usually think the greatest like players usually get some sort of exemption? Jeter had in his last home game at Yankee Stadium a walk off hit. Like it's just like even if it's something small like that, that's not winning a championship. It's something that it's just like yeah. One of the best of all time, just doing it one more time for everybody. Yeah, but for every single one of those, you have MJ on the Wizards, or you have Brett Favre. He like, did that to himself. Or Brett Favre on the Jets. Like, you have, like, all these other kinds of... I mean, you have all these other situations, man. Like, yeah. You, he did that to himself, yeah, but most athletes do that. I mean, it ends up... It, That's it, true. It's it, just, it just, it's like one of those weird things. For every ride off into the sunset, you see a flame out, you know, and that's that's what happens. You wonder if a team like Seattle might just do kind of what they did with Griffey and let him come back to the team he started with one more time for a little bit. Yeah, but there's a little difference between Ken Griffey Jr. and Alex Rodriguez, who has all the steroid stink on him right now. He's one of the I most mean, unpopular players in Major League Baseball. Yeah, but I mean, Griffey also had that stigma with him for a while, even though it, it was never anything that you could go back to and be like, well, here's an easy example. Well, but I mean, Griffey never had guys. a press conference saying I took steroids. That's a good point. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Fair. I'll give um, you that. Fine. Whatever. Speaking yeah, of guys that, saying. you know, have thought of, been thought of taking steroids before, close to our hearts, David Ortiz. That was unsubstantiated. I'm, <laughs> was, I'm upset about you that you did this to me. He actually hasn't. Um, David but. Ortiz is still on his retirement tour, and you have a couple updates on the Ortiz gift-giving yeah. uh, situation. It's just such a weird thing that teams do, like... But sometimes you're like, if you're going to give him a gift, give him something that's either useful or something that he probably doesn't have a billion things of, such as the Angels gave him a portrait of himself. I'm big on this. My grandfather's a portrait artist. I've always wanted a portrait. Um, You don't think he has billions of portraits of himself already? Ortiz? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I I can't get a read on whether or not Ortiz is a big self-portrait guy. I don't know either, but I just feel like... I mean, he doesn't have like what A-Rod has with like the weird pictures. But I have to assume he's been around Boston long enough, done a lot of things. He's a, like a, basically a folk legend in some ways of what he's done. That they gave him a portrait? That I have to assume he has some self-portraits given to him from people in Boston. I don't know. What, what makes a self-portrait guy? Like, what, what makes a guy... What, gives, what tips you off... You're thinking, so you're thinking that his time in Boston equates to a self-portrait somehow? I have to assume people have given him self-portraits. So that's a, that's a common gift for like charitable things that he's done around Boston is yeah. a self-portrait? why not? The Boys and Girls Club is going to give him a self-portrait? Yeah, hand-drawn by the children. That's different. I can't see a situation where someone actively has a self-portrait unless they go on a big, like, year-long retirement tour of every baseball stadium. Well, did you see the self-portrait he was given? No. Nah. It's him swinging a bat in a Red Sox uniform. Mike, he probably has real photos of that that are better. I don't know, man. Like, it kind of seemed like a cheap gift to you've give. given David Ortiz a self-portrait, you know, write to us on Facebook. Um, we'll, get, we'll send out a message to uh, everybody. Yeah, we're sending out but, the bad signal. If then, anybody's so, got uh, you know, any proof that David Ortiz from, is a self-portrait. You go from self-portrait from the Angels... To the Mariners, who decided, you know, we're going to give David his first contract in the major leagues ever because they were the team that signed him originally to Adorable. him. 
So, you know, that I was like, wow, did you have to like just print out a new copy or did you actually have that saved somewhere? Get the I'd PDF. be interested. Uh, but the other thing they gave them, which I don't think much thought went into uh, where the Red Sox are going after this. They're going to L.A. to play the Dodgers. They gave him 34 pounds of salmon because, mm. you know, his number's 34. So they were like, oh, let's be cute. Give him 34 pounds of salmon. Uh, one, I don't know who eats that much salmon. And two, what is he going to do with – where is he keeping that? Um, I don't think he has a freezer. I don't know the answer to this question, Greg, but as someone who just came back from Seattle yeah, not too long ago. you might be an ago, expert. The salmon out there is spectacular. I just but I can't imagine say. it lasting for a few days. <laughs> uh, if they make those salmon sandwiches the way that they do in the Pike Place market that I had, I would gladly plow through 34 pounds of those bad boys before a couple days were up. So I think that he's not going to be able to take that mercury poisoning, sir. I'm telling you right now, man, those things are unbelievable. They were like on Travel Channel and like all these other things. It's like one of the best sandwiches in the entire world. Yeah, had like get some. One. Oh my god, dude, it was unbelievable. See, I'm not a sand, I'm not like a fish guy. No, 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 no. You don't have to be a fish guy to get this. This is unreal. This is like, this is like you know, that's like going to New York and being like, I'm not a big pizza guy. But then you have to go to like one of the best pizza places in the world. You well, still if you're not a pizza guy. It. You're just a psycho, plain and simple. That's fair. That's fair. I'll take that. I mean, that. but are you like a fish guys guy? I mean, it depends. Like, what do you mean fish guy? Like, do I like shrimp? Yeah. Do you like, like, the weird fish? Like, what's the weird fish? Because uh, everyone, everyone's varying, uh, varying degrees of, of fish people, right? Fluke? I've never had fluke. That's like a New Jersey fish. I like swordfish. I like swordfish. I like cod. I like cod, haddock. Well, you're from Massachusetts if you don't like cod. It's a true. Weird. I like, I love calamari. It's one of my favorite bar foods. I will actually, fried calamari. I actually eat calamari now. Fried I calamari never, I never liked fish, but uh, my wife loves it. Went to a restaurant that she has some allergies, and they had allergy-friendly calamari. Nice. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be nice. Uh, it's It was our anniversary a few years ago, and I was like, I'll try some calamari. I'm going to be nice and eat all of your appetizer. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I know. It was a good size. It was a good size. <laughs> and I actually didn't eat that much because like, the ones that look like little spider tentacle-like ones, I'd stay away from because that just freaks me out. Yeah, I guess that's still like, you gotta dip your toe in the water, right? You gotta yeah. go easy on you the calamari. Easy way into that. Still <laughs> okay. haven't made that leap yet. I've still been dived into all of the calamari. Just the circular fried one, like the rings. I'm telling you, if you go to Seattle, you gotta try the salmon. That's what they're there for. And prawns, prawns are like shrimp, except they're like enormous and like really, really good. You like clams? No, again, seafood and me, like outside of calamari, I'll eat, I've eaten something. I've had mahi mahi. I like, yeah. I had that on my uh, honeymoon. Nice tacos you can make on a mahi mahi. Yeah, I had you that. At, nice fish tacos it was at the Asian like restaurant that yeah, they yeah. had, so it was stir fried. When's the last time you had a nice clam roll? I, it's fried. I've yeah. never eaten clam. You never eaten a clam? No. No, Greg, you're going to like, oh, well, we're going to make this happen. Don't worry. Um, we're going <laughs> we'll to do, do a sports stance. Do make... some video content for once yeah, and exactly. uh, show me puking up some clams. I, we can do some content. Um, I, my little my little brother uh, operates video cameras and whatnot. We'll have him uh, film us. We just us. have him and his friends like do some shit and send it in, Whatever. and we'll put it up. <laughs> Same shit. Make him famous. Um, cool. We're gonna move on from the MOB because we really have nothing to talk about. We've been gotten onto a lot of tangents lately. No. Yeah, Where are we at? We're at thirty minutes. We're good. Okay, we're good. We have pl- plenty of time to talk about. Uh, we're gonna get into the NFL just a little bit. I guess we're just gonna do so, we're just gonna do some quick things. This is where we're gonna do some pepper. Oh, we're right, talk right, about, right. Uh, Okay, cool. So why don't you talk about this one because I don't know very much about this and I, I'm right. excited for it though. Yeah. So we're only talking. We're gonna talk like two main things. We're gonna do this. So uh, the Bennett brothers, uh, Michael Martellus, had an interview come out with a magazine recently. I forget which magazine off the top of my head, 
But, uh, you know, a reporter spent a few days with them. And if you don't know the Bennett brothers, they're a little weird. They're psychos. They're like a little off the wall. They speak their mind about everything, which is great. Yeah. I mean, it makes it exciting because you don't know what they're going to say. Um, but, you know, they do a lot of businesses. Uh, and somebody, I heard them talking, they're like, how do these guys play football and have all these times to start up like tons of businesses? Do you know what Michael Bennett said? He's like, listen, I get up at 6 in the morning, train till 10. Then I got nothing to do. And so all these other people are playing video games. I'm going to open up some businesses. <sighs> so That's I was like, when you put it in that perspective, I guess you're only busy from like August through February. You got a bunch of time after that. Why not, and even right? during the regular season, you only practice a certain amount of time a day. Yeah. After that, you got nothing to do. Hire good people. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so the big thing that came out of it was uh, the reporter played pepper with them basically a little bit. So, you know, like they, he threw out a player. They gave out their answers off the top of their head. Just word association. Just blunt honesty they gave like a few words for each some of them were a little longer so i'm going to give the same players to james yeah because i haven't seen this he yet. doesn't even know who the players are no no idea so, what their responses were so, uh, so i'm just i'm just saying is it a word is it a phrase is it you, anything whatever you want to say about them mind. it can be one word it can be a few words it can be a phrase okay it can be just like a long-winded sentence oh, that no, runs I'm, on for a bit if you no, want I'm to nervous okay uh so there's a total of let's see one there's six players. Six players. And I will tell I you right that. now, five of them are quarterbacks. Okay. One's a defensive player. Okay. So one of them might be an idol of yours. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we'll just throw that out there. Okay. So I'm going to give you them. We're going to have you go through all six first. So you'll give your answers first. And then, then I'm going to tell you what the Bennett brothers said. All right. In case people out there haven't heard. When you said that somebody's going to be an idol, I think I, I, I already know I'm going to be upset. <laughs> So, <laughs> I already know I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> You're going to be so upset. All right. Uh, yeah, so, you know, some of them were pretty good. So, we'll just start. We'll, we'll give you a toss-up first. Okay, let's make it happen. Uh, Eli Manning. Loser. That's, that's, pretty much, that's all I got. Okay. Loser. Uh, he was a 22nd. Also, he was the 22nd highest rated QB in Madden this year. For I'm, good reason. That he might should, be another conversation. He should have been for 40th. Guy's a loser. Okay. Guy's Eli, a stupid we loser. Got, we got it. Okay, got you. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Bradford. Oh, worthless. Okay. Brock Osweiler. Tall. That's pretty much all I know about Brock Osweiler. Um, he was basically like the tall dude that, like, you know, backed up Peyton Manning for a little bit. Now, now the Texans. This is my favorite thing about the Texans. And I know, sorry, I know this is supposed to be Pepper, right? This is one of my favorite <laughs> things about. fine. It's basically what they did, too. This so. is one of my favorite things about the Texans um, is that, and. First of all, I like I love the fact that I just did worthless for Sam Bradford, and I've got no other opinions of the guy. But um, Brock Osweiler, I he so you the got te- a lot about Brock. What the Texans do is they're like, huh, that backup looks semi competent. Let's give him a bunch of money and give make him the starter. And then all of a sudden, when the Texans are like six and ten, they're like, well, what the hell? What what happened? And it's like <laughs> used a backup out. as the fucking quarterback. That's what happened. Jed Hoyer is not a starter. It's Brian Hoyer. Whatever. So that, I don't even know. See, that's exactly it. That's exactly. I don't know where Jed you've proven came from. my point. I don't know where Jed came all right, from at cool. all. Brock all right. Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. Okay. Uh, next one, Jay Cutler. Uh, I think of Laguna Beach, man. He's married to like that. Uh, he's married to Kristen Cavallari, who um, between Kristen Cavallari and LC, Kristen Cavallari could get it. Okay. Yeah, even after multiple kids. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, he does uh, look like he could be a cast member on that show. Also, I think that Cutler has got kind of like 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 douche face sometimes. He just always kind of got like the pouty douche lips. Like, 
You'll like what they say about him. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then finally, Tom Brady. Adonis. That was Greek, so, so fast. Greek god. Adonis. Um, opulence. Greatness. Champion. Uh, should I keep going? Are your pants getting a little tight? <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's a yes. You know, great, greatest quarterback of all time. Best jawline in the entire league. All right, we got it. You're, you're in love with Tom Brady. Uh, I mean, just greatness personified. You know, the quarterback of my favorite team got worthless. He he works he works harder than everybody else. He's first one in, last one out. Um, he's punching the clock, making it happen. Um, beautiful, beautiful wife, fantastic family. Um, great for the community. Good charity work. Real quick, just to get off topic for like a second, <laughs> and kind of going into Olympic talk real quick. Yeah. Did you hear about the sketch that Giselle's going to be did. doing? Yeah, we're gonna. That they're literally going to be. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about that we'll extensively that? next. Right. Well, let's talk about it next week when we actually see it. I want to. <laughs> I want to talk about. I want to see, see that first yeah, and yeah, see yeah. how it goes. We'll talk about it. All right. So good answers. Good yeah. job, Pepper. Uh, some long-winded ones. I expected that. Don't we have one more? Do we have a defensive one? No. The, oh. Oh yeah. Thank you for calling me on yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, JJ Watt. Practice hero. That's what I think of JJ Watt. Practice hero. He's the dude that's just like, he's like, let's fire everybody up. And it's like, uh, yo, bro, it's like, it's Tuesday and we're just doing walkthroughs right now, pal. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you didn't see this list because I didn't show you it. But I feel like when I said there's a defensive player, your mind immediately went to JJ. There's no other one that anyone will talk about except for JJ Watt right now. This dude is like the biggest tryhard in the entire league. And that's saying something, it man. Is. Like, that's really like, we've got... We've got quite a few. We have Cam Newton in this league, well, and well, JJ brothers, Watt is the somehow the biggest two completely different takes on JJ. All right, so let's hear what the Bennett brothers All right, to say. So we'll go in the list that we gave to you. So Eli, basically, uh, Michael only gave an answer for the Eli. Yeah. And he said he's cool. He's a normal white guy. He likes him. He said he looks like the dad that you see at a park teaching his kid how to play soccer, but you know he doesn't know how to play soccer. Mm. That's good. That's pretty accurate. That's not bad. Like, you can just picture that, like, sweater vest. Uh, oh, yeah. He's always got, like, a worried look on his face. Trying like, to kick the ball. A furrowed brow, like he'll one kick, might say. Yeah. He'll kick the ball past the kid and be like, oh, it's okay, Tommy. That wasn't your fault. That was Dad's fault. It's on me, buddy. Yeah. Like, you could just see it. Uh, Sam Bradford. So they got kind of mean with Sam Bradford. Yeah. And by mean, I mean they were sarcastic as sarcastic could be. Like, gotcha. the reporter had to write it based off what they said. They said, Sam Bradford. Greatest QB of all time. Uh, vicious. <laughs> competitive. Real Joe Montana. Oh, no. <laughs> as an Eagles fan, that just hurts. Cause does it? Like, it does. Do, do we care about Sam Bradford's I do feelings? because he's going to be the starter. Again? Yeah, yeah again. Uh, Better than the ginger gets himself locked in bathrooms. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> was that Andy Dalton? No, that was Carson Wentz, my friend. You got I, locked in. I missed that. You missed that? I oh missed my that god! Somehow. We'll talk. I about ignore it. that news. We'll do that off air. <laughs> ignore that. Uh, next, we went to uh, Brock Osweiler. Uh, so Michael said, "I've got more sacks than he has touchdowns." And Martellus chimed in saying, "I've caught more passes than he's completed." That's wrong. Both, both pretty both accurate. accurate yeah. Both accurate, and he won't catch up to either of those probably for a few years. Yeah, and hey, good thing that we uh, gave him a ton of a ton of money to start with the Texans. Nice, yeah, fantastic. Uh, then we went to our good buddy Jay Cutler. Yeah, where uh, Michael said he was the worst QB. Oof. So uh, if you don't remember, Michael Bennett plays for the Seahawks. Uh, Martellus is the tight end now on the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, so and Martellus, who played with Jay Cutler, yeah, said I'd be open. He'd throw into double coverage. Yeah. Brutal. Which is just so true. <laughs> so great because you know that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, I'm then, interested to see what Michael says about Brady. 
But, uh, uh, Michael well, doesn't say anything. Only Martellus, oh, Martellus does. Martellus only did. Okay. And gotcha. I think that was a smart, smart move. Yeah. Uh, so we are, we're, we're on to Brady. Oh, we're on to Brady. I think so. Yeah. We got we did uh, Cutler, Eli, Brock, and Sam Bradford. So for Brady, he said he's a silver fox. Nice. You never you never see him. You only hear about him. Yet you get one photo, and it takes a whole year of staying outside to make sure you get it. <laughs> that's it that's all he said about him i guess i guess he's he does keep it <laughs> really tight. interesting analogy <laughs> he keeps it pretty tight with yeah, his public he, persona he does uh, um, it's kind yeah. of impressive and then uh so last but not least jj jj uh michael city is a dominant player i mean respect from one defensive guy to another yeah game recognized game martellus said he's corny yes he <laughs> he's he goes but half the nfl is corny so it's okay and then uh it was also followed up by people love jj watt but they also hate J.J. Watt. Like they, yeah. He's like, they just don't like him. He's like, you can't explain it. They I, love him, but they just don't like him. It's, uh, J.J. Watt is just kind of insufferable. Yeah. Like, you respect him. You love, like, the player that he is and what right. he personifies. Yeah, exactly. But then he's just, like, tweeting out at 4 a.m. in the gym. What are you doing? And you're like, I'm sleeping. Yeah, exactly. I'm or being normal. He strikes me as the kind of guy who will be like, I'm doing this for the troops, but then it'll be like a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, like, look at me hanging out with Lieutenant so-and-so, yeah. but it's like him in the photo and like the lieutenant's just like arm. Yeah, like you're, you're not doing it for the troops if it's just are you taking a selfie of you. Um, Wearing dog tags? Do this for the troops. Exactly. Uh, cool. I like that. I had some yeah. fun with that. Yeah. We're going to get into our big NFL preview coming up. I still can't stomach thinking about NFL too much right now. No, I think we got to do that I'm, like end of August. I like this, though. This was dipping your yeah. toe in the water. I think, I, I, I think I we appreciate should do this. the peppering. Uh, we won't always have the Bennett brothers to play off of. Yeah, we can do pepper. But, I actually uh, like this. Maybe we can do pepper as a uh, segment. Yeah. We can do Star Bench Cup and pepper. Hey, just create a new segment. There you go. Pepper. Pepper with Greg and James. Why have uh, no why, why have production meetings? We can just do it all on air. You know what I mean? Wait, Kill two have, birds. Do we have production meetings? I miss those. That's like those couple seconds that you're setting up the laptop right yeah. before and just and like, go, hey, here's what, what we want to talk, talk about. about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look some stuff up real quick. Yeah. Find a guy that talks about it a lot and reference him. Yeah. Keith Boom. Law said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the other big thing in the NFL is apparently you just can't keep Tom Brady from doing what Tom Brady wants to do. Yeah. The NFL is like, hey, Tom, you're suspended. You can't be at the facilities. You can't throw to your wide receivers, tight ends, anything. They can't even come over for a game of catch. Right. Like, it's not allowed. Tom Brady's way around this. Randy Moss and Wes Welker go, hey, we don't play anymore. We basically know everything that you do. How about we just come over and hang out for, like, four weeks, and, uh, you know, you can throw to us, and we'll run routes and everything. And it's kind of, like, genius, but at the same time, as a non-Patriots fan, I hate it so much. Oh, because you're scared it's of just it, right? beating the system again somehow. It's just fantastic. Like, here, everybody is being like, oh, Brady's going to have four weeks. He's going to be rusty when he comes back. He's not no, going to no, be no, like no, on his game. And boom, Randy Moss, one of the best wide receivers of all time, and Wes Walker may have mush for brains, but you know he still knows how to run the route tree. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my problem with this, and I don't have many because this is spectacular, and I've fallen asleep many a nights. Um, since this was announced, just thinking about this happening in what my dreams? head. We get it. Like some people basically count sheep. I count uh, completions to Welker coming down over the middle or Randy Moss to fly route. And the touchdowns. Yeah. Um, but here's my problem with this. I think that Tom Brady is literally going to kill these people. Because uh, when you say these people, James. Moss and Welker. Oh, okay. Um, because I think that Tom Brady is – and I know that I'm gushing about Tom Brady on this episode – as everyone who ever watches this man Sorry. play quarterback should. I'll, I'll be the Max Kellerman of the group, and I'll just, like, shoot him down soon. But, like, 
Tom Brady will say whatever you will about this guy. is a psycho competitor. Okay, he he's the kind of guy who actually does get up in the morning and doesn't have to tweet about it. He's just up in the morning and like making things happen for football. Um, he he's the guy who's like in March, right after the Super Bowl, no matter what happened, is like the one who's like trying to break down tape and whatnot. Wes Welker can't think straight because of the amount of concussions that he's got, and Randy Moss has been sitting behind the desk at CBS right now. Okay. So, like, I think that they're not ready for the world of hurt that's about to come to them with Tom Brady calling them up. He's going to be, like, doing 10-second reps. They're going to yeah. be like, Tom, we need, like, a minute. We need, yeah. like, a breather here. Can't do it. Like, the only re- I think the reason why Edelman and Brady get along so well is because Edelman is similarly psycho. Like, I read the... Uh, psycho, he's literally trying to be Tom Brady. Well, did you ever Dates read- one model, impregnates her, and then goes on to date another model. First of all, classic. Classic. Classic, classic Edelman. <laughs> Second of all, did you ever read that article about him that was, like, the profile about, like, Edelman's dad and how, like, crazy he was? No, and I just know Edelman moved out to Los Angeles to be closer to Brady in the offseason. Dude, you should read this thing about Edelman's dad. Edelman's dad was a psycho with this guy, all right? Like, seriously, like, he would he would literally, like, wake the guy up at, like, 3 in the morning to, like, run patterns. He would tape Edelman's hand behind his back so he could catch punts with one-handed and run him back and stuff like that. How old was he when he did this? He was like 11 or 12. It was okay. nuts. Uh, uh, it was really maybe crazy. Maybe have some people look into that. But see, this is why, but that's why Brady and Edelman get along so well is because they're both people that'll do that. I'm not sure that Randy Moss in his retirement and Wes Welker in his concussed state are ready for this kind of pain. So... I love this move, but I also am concerned That's for the, the safety concern of, of Moss and Welker. I think they just need to have like a Belichick replacement of like a retired coach that can just stand there and just grumble at them. <laughs> really make it. it realistic. I love it. Uh, um, cool. So that's yeah. NFL. That was the NFL. We're going to get into the Olympics. We'll only c- touch on the Olympics a little bit. I just want to do it quickly because we, um, we're, the Olympics start tomorrow. We, I guess yeah. it technically already started, but they start tomorrow. You might be listening to this on the day the Olympics start, which yeah, is Yeah, exactly. They've kind of already started with the women beating but, New Zealand. But, but they start Friday, and we want to kind of do some some reactions rather than predictions here. Because yeah. the Olympics, I mean, like, do whatever yeah, predictions no, you we're want. No, we're not even, like, going in depth here. We're just talking about what the men's team or basketball team's doing. Uh, just one or two stories have come out already. More of the horror stories that will, I'm sure will be plenty in Rio, which I can't wait. It's just going to be so much for us to use probably from these Olympics of yeah, really. terribleness. Uh, but the main, the thing that I found most interesting is, so, you know, they have the Olympic Village. Yes. People, you know, athletes love it. They go. Basically, it's one massive orgy from what we always hear. You always hear about how many condoms were ordered. Classic. Weird thing to always have the news, like just flash across the screen being like, six million condoms ordered for the Olympics. You're like... Wow. That's a lot of condoms. There's not that many days in this like whole thing, yet apparently there's a lot that gets done. Yeah. Two people. Um, but so one team that won't be joining this fun, surprisingly, <laughs> is the men's basketball team. Maybe Draymond will stop by. <laughs> but uh, the men's team is staying on a cruise liner. Yes. Like Nor- Norwegian like cruise line ship. Yeah. Casino everything on board. Pool. Like... Um... I mean, the whole thing. It's <laughs> a lap of luxury. They're literally going on vacation just to go play a few basketball games, school some people, and go back home with yeah. them. Hey, nothing says amateur professional, uh, amateur athletes, like, you know, staying in an enormous cruise liner for, you know, a couple weeks while <laughs> then, they school, yeah. like, Siberia. And then you have Andrew Bogut, who's, like, tweeting about how he can't fit in the bed. He had to put his shower curtain together, and, like, the room it's flooded. The room flooded, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Classic USA men's basketball. Um, I'm not surprised about this at all. 
Um, Kyrie has spent the majority of his offseason on cruise ships, so this is not a really big jump for him. Diverse cruise ships, let's just remember to point that out, <laughs> as he had to for idiotic reasons. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm not really surprised at this, but I think it's no, hilarious. I think it's great. I just, I'm waiting for the game that none of them show up, and you're like, what happened? We're like, uh, long night at the craps table. Love it. <laughs> the other thing, uh, the only other story that I kind of want to touch on, just because I think it's hilarious that it's already happened, is an athlete from China has already been robbed, and as he was being robbed, was puked on. Oh, boy. So, you know, that's fantastic. It's not like you have to worry about any diseases in Rio, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) The fact that it took not even the opening ceremony to have an athlete robbed, the number of tourists that are going to walk away without their wallets, passports, be stranded, and then just, like, have no idea what to do with their lives is going to be impressive. Hey, at the... Uh, I mean, we can't really fault Brazil here because it's not exactly like they had years and years and years to plan for this. No, it's not like people saw what happened in the World Cup and what you know what? They're going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so that's number one in the book already. Uh, I can't wait to see when, who number one million is going to be. So moral of the story <laughs> is, folks, enjoy the opening ceremony, Smart. Yeah. Uh, the last thing is predictions, countries, who's going to be the medal winners. Uh, obviously, I'm going USA. It's going to get the most. Yeah, I think USA and China are always going to be the ones that'll end up kind of... Um, you know, having a having a the most medals. I'm gonna go th- my. I'm gonna go top three only. So I'm gonna go USA, China. I'm gonna go Australia three. Australia. I'm gonna go the GBR. I'm gonna go Great Britain. All right. I think it's gonna make it happen. Both with accents that sound similar. Similar. They so, got the Union Jacket thing going on. I like, like it. Confused. Both have blue and white <laughs> and red in their colors. That's what I'm talking. Just talk- like the that's, US. That's the Union Jacket. Yeah. Well, um, you know what? I wasn't thinking that quickly. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Not the sharpest tool in the shed, James. I'm excited for the Olympics, though. This is one of my two favorite weeks in sports. I love the Olympics. I love sports that I don't really understand totally, but watching greatness happen. Yeah, oh yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so I'm excited for that. Okay, cool. Uh, that's the sports talk that we have for this week, folks, um, because we have another, it's the dog days of summer, ladies and gentlemen, so we have another start bench cut that yeah. is pop culture centric. Yeah. And what do we do when it's the dog days of summer? What do people like to do? They watch movies, Greg. They do watch movies. They want to sit in a nice, cool movie theater. The best movies come out in the summer, because when, you know, when it's snowing and it's cold in the winter, people don't want to go to the movies. So I hastily uh, threw in a Google search for top... Blo- summer blockbusters of all time and an entertainment weekly Don't list came up. You took oh, a few minutes at least. I took a couple minutes. <laughs> I scoped out some scenes. Um, the entertainment weekly list that came out a couple years ago had the top uh, blockbusters of all time. Now, I did a very little amount of research for this one, Greg. I don't know if it was because of earnings. I don't know if it was because of reception. I don't know if it was just because of the feels. Hashtag feels. Hashtag feels. Um, but... These are the three movies that they have deemed the top three, and these are going to be in our Start Bench Cup. Um, and I'm just not going—I'm not going to number them. It's going to be um, Jurassic Park, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, and Jaws. All three of these came out in the summer um, at some point in the last few years. The, the and first this is going Star to be our, Wars, technically, that technically the first Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Jaja of- Banks ruined everything. Yeah, and we're not going to talk about that, Greg, because we only have a few more minutes left. Positive thoughts only. And, um, so, Greg, uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you start. I'm putting it to you. Start bench cut. Jurassic. Gotta... Oh, do you want me to start? Yeah, I always got to start. I never get. I got to go okay. right off the cuff. Okay, okay. I okay. had your time last week to think about the Biggie, Tupac, I'm gonna give Nas. You, I'm going to give you some down. time then. Um, so, By the way, I'm gonna... this whole week, I've been rocking Nas like on my Spotify. 
It's pretty legit, huh? It is. I mean, I've, I've been blasting the one song that I've remembered like every day. Very good. I was just like, all right. I was like, uh, yeah, I, I should have prepared last week. I swiftly made a pretty fantastic playlist of 90s hip hop. And it was, you know, obviously not as Biggie Tupac. But then I also put in like some Wu-Tang Clan, some Raekwon, only Wu-Tang. built for Cuban links. Um, I feel like I, that's necessary to do whenever their name is mentioned. Thank you. Uh, I even put in um, some kind of... Uh, Hip hop from the '90s you wouldn't normally think of. I put in some um, Outcast, early Outcast. Uh, put in some Talib Kweli and Most Def. Uh, we'll talk about that later. What's, yeah, another time. Okay, oh. start bench cut. Jaws, Jurassic Park, Star Wars. This is gonna hurt me to my core, Greg, because this is kind of like picking favorite children. The thing is, there would be no James James as we know him right now if there was no Star Wars. That's the Alpha and Omega. That's the one. And I usually give a little bit of a build-up and a little bit of kind of context and background before I make my selections. And nope, this time, I can't... It would betray all that makes me me. It's because you had to go first. If I didn't put Star Wars at number one, I'm starting Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. It's the movie I've seen probably most out of any movie Ever. I had it on VHS. I had the special edition on VHS. Nice. So I watched George Lucas talk about like all the choices he made, uh, you know, going forward. And then I also have it now on DVD with all the extra special features and all that kind of good stuff. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, number one. This is where it gets tricky. It does. It gets a little confusing. Because I don't know what to do here, Greg. Um, two movies. What does your heart say? Two movies where. You know, there's a monster, but he's also part of nature, so you can't totally fault them. But at the same time... One was genetically modified. Well, okay. Fair. Yeah. Um, Jaws is one of the most perfect movies ever made. It's set in the great state of Massachusetts, which I love. Um, It's got some of the best lines ever made. Roy Schneider's a god. Um, And Spielberg. It's just, it's tough, man. It is. Jaws is one of the best. Except I feel like... I'm benching Jurassic Park. I was going to say, I felt like you were going the other way, though. There is nothing better than seeing an enormous Tyrannosaurus Rex chase people through a jungle. I just think that that, there's just, you know, there's something primal about that. I love Jurassic Park. I love me some Goldblum. Love me some Goldblum. Um, I like the whole concept behind it. I like how fun it is. I like the Jeeps. Um, Jeeps are pretty sweet. I love the Jeeps. The goggles. I love the goggles. It came out, you know, when we when we were kids. You know, I was the right age for it. Jaws I didn't see until a little bit later, and, and it freaked me out a little bit. Yep. Um, I really, really was into Jurassic Park. Um, so I'm going to have to go with Jurassic Park Bench, and I'm going to have to cut Jaws. And it, again, Greg, it hurts me in my core. I have Jaws on Blu-ray sitting right over there. But I have to do it. And you, you uh, that it. was it. And right. uh, I'm sorry, folks. We made it through together. You know, We made it, it all through together. I know. <laughs> um, so that's my, my three. So you have Star Wars first. Star Wars first. Starting Star Wars, benching Jurassic. Jurassic Park second. And then Jaws, Jaws getting cut. bringing up the rear. Oh, all right. Brutal. It's all right. Uh, you know, I'm going to slightly differ with you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Jurassic Park as my start. 
Bam. Like you said, age-wise, it fit in. Love me some Goldblum. Love Goldblum. Gotta love the line. Hey, when you gotta go, you gotta go. You gotta go, you gotta go. Uh, love me so, some Newman. Yeah. I mean, some of those scenes in that. Gotta love Samuel Jackson appearing through that. Like, people forget, I feel like, that he's in that movie. Yeah, he's very quick. He's very quick. He's just a cocky guy. But, I mean, the raptor scene when they're in the kitchen, the jello, the kids freaking out. It's, like, it's just yeah. all fantastic. The Even the ending, like, you think it's over. You're like, okay, movie's done. And then, boom, T-Rex comes crashing in. Out of nowhere. Uh, and if you haven't seen it and I just spoiled that for you, uh, sorry, you had, like, 20 years. <laughs> hey, spoilers on Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Uh, warnings. But no, it's just a great movie. It's one of those movies that if it's on, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. It's just like always there. It's It never gets old. I mean, the whole, them seeing the dinosaurs for the first time, finding the one sick one, like sticking their hand in the dung. Like as a kid, I thought that was hilarious because yeah. I was like, this is funny. You wouldn't do that. Love it. Like never thought of that. Uh, so yeah. So Jurassic Park, I got to start with. Uh, it's close. Uh, I'm benching Star Wars. Gotcha. Uh, mainly because, you know, it's a classic. You can't you can't go much better than Star Wars, uh, but you know I never was as in depth with Star Wars as I was other movies. Mm. Like if Star Wars is on, I may not watch it, but because some well I mean some of them it's not as great. That hurts my soul. New Hope is great. I mean if that's on, most likely I'm watching if I have the time. But I mean if I'm gonna sit down and enjoy my time, I'm gonna watch Jurassic Park. That's why I started it. But you know great movie overall. Uh, I'm going to cut Jaws just like you. Wow. Uh, like you said, Jaws, I saw a little later, when I saw it, freaked me out. Mm. I'm not a huge fan of open water. Okay. I can go into lakes. It's established you're not a fish guy. No, I'm not a fish guy. <laughs> like, if I'm in a lake, I can't be in the middle of the lake, because gotcha. I feel like I'm going to get killed by something. Okay. <laughs> if I'm in the ocean, I hate snorkeling. I do it because my wife likes to. It's cool to do. Like, eventually, I'm like, once I'm in the water, I'm fine. But if I get stung by a jellyfish or something, like tiny ones, I'm freaking out. I'm trying to get back to the boat. Right. But like as a kid, you see Jaws, you get afraid to go into your pool. Like that's like how it gets like when you're a kid. And everybody knows that. And you can't even deny it. There was always that thought like, oh, something randomly is going to somehow shoot through my pool, like yeah, bottom right. of it. Right, right. But no, like Jaws, like you said, classic, great lines. You're going to have a bigger boat. Uh, that'll never get old. Yeah. Shirts are made with that saying. And it can be used like in any situation. Uh, for some odd reason. But man, we both cut Jaws. We both cut Jaws. Wow. I knew it was hard. One of my other... Hey, want to know another kind of small detail of why to cut Jaws? What? Because when you look at all these movies, they all have sequels. Yeah. They all have other ones that are combined with the series. Jaws by far... Has the worst sequels. Has the worst sequels ever. They're not very good. They are horrible. Now, okay. So bad. Jurassic Park 3 is not good. <laughs> I would take it over Jaws 3. Okay, that's fair. Jaws 3D, sir. <laughs> Whichever one. <whatever>. You bite your tongue. Whatever one it was. Uh, they were so bad. I know, but we're talking about the main guys, and we cut Jaws. And that's brutal, man. We, it is, but it's a tough matchup. It's big three heavy hitters. Those are three heavy hitters. If you put them all out in theaters today, Star Wars would probably win just because of the fandom. Yeah. Uh, but I think Jurassic Park would win. Second yeah. place, at least. I mean, you saw what happened with Jurassic World. People turned out for that shit. Yeah, I mean, you get Chris Pratt... Uh, it's basically this like starting a whole new world for people. Yeah. Um, I think hey, it was man. called a new world. I don't How, know. However hard it is, we're doing God's work here. Greg. We are. I mean, ranking movies if, that everyone has seen. If you were ever confused and you know couldn't sleep at night because you know Jaws, Jurassic Park, and, and Star, Star Wars, Wars, A New Hope, like <laughs> that specific one, yeah, were on your mind. You're like, 
I can't go to sleep until I figure out which one of these two are better than the third. Sure. We just did it for you because we just basically said flip flop Jurassic Park and Star Wars in our minds, but you know you're always gonna cut Jaws. Hey, flop flip them. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, Jaws got sharp teeth. You got cut. All right, man. Well, everybody needs to go on our Facebook page and our Twitter and let us know what you think. Uh, we need the Jaws fans to come on out in full force here and tell us how wrong we are. Yeah, I'll put up a poll of just in general the movies and just basically see based off that which ones get the most. Um, so before we go, Greg, is there anything else that you want to cover here on the Sports Dance? No, everybody enjoy the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. Love we'll it. be covering them next week at some point. Yep. Stay cool, everyone. Dog days of summer out there. Um, I'm just going to keep saying that until probably like October. Yeah, maybe we'll start playing Florence <laughs> and the Machines. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Um, we don't have the money for that, Greg. Uh, I think we're allowed like 15 seconds of it for free. Hey, I think there's like a, I think there's like a cool. rule. I like it. <laughs> I think there's like some leeway. Um, well, uh, from all of us here at the Sports Stance, the entire team here, uh, everyone in our production meeting earlier today, want to say thank you for listening. Uh, go like us on Facebook, leave a nice rating review on iTunes, and then share us on Twitter, all that kind of good stuff. Um, all right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, have a good one, guys.